the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. This episode is going to be a fabulous episode as we talk about this concept of spiritual parenting. I have a guest that will join me on the second half of the show, a friend of mine. His name is Gary Grogan, but I want you to get this right right now. I want you to think of these words, Papa G. It kind of ties into this topic, but it also, this is who our friend is, Gary Grogan. So Papa G is going to be with us on the second half of the show as we talk about spiritual parenting. Now, your discipleship coach typically navigates a conversation about discipleship, oftentimes from a coaching approach. We've had a few shows that leaned a little heavier into coaching. And today what we're going to do is we're going to break down some of the differences of some of the discipleship or leadership approaches as we introduce a new approach to some of you. Uh, It will be new to others. It may not be new, but spiritual fathering or, or spiritual parenting and And Papa G is going to help us unpack that the second half of the show. When I think about this, I think about I think of it this way. We all enjoy so many people who speak into our lives. And one of the ways people speak into our life is through education and teaching. Hey, last week we were joined by a friend of mine, Dr. Jim Bradford, who's played this role in my life as an educator and poured into my life. And what I learned about educators and teachers is they... They give information. Teachers offer training and development, and they use a, a telling model often, and they use other, other uh, ways and means of communication. But the win of education is to, to give information from an educator to those that are, are receiving it. And oftentimes, it, it takes degrees to do teaching. And right now, for example, I teach at the Kenyan East African University School of Bible and Theology, and I was invited to do so after I earned a degree. I teach uh, classes with the Illinois School of Ministry. Didn't need a degree to, to do that. I guess I had an undergraduate degree. But this fall, I'll be teaching at a university here in the States, and a degree is required. And so oftentimes, this approach of teaching comes with certain credentials, but I also think about teaching that's beyond credentials, where we teach a uh, son or daughter how to ride a bike, or we, we give information, we train, we teach a son or daughter how to mow the grass, or how to read a book. 
Uh, what we're doing when we teach is we are sharing our knowledge and our experience. And it blends into this other type of giver. It's called a mentor. So a mentor is someone that, that doesn't just exchange information, but sort of pours into a life from the mentor's life. And it's, again, oftentimes a mentor can use a telling model, but they use examples and personal examples. And the relationship in my mind is a lot like an apprenticeship sometimes. For example, I'm a mentor coach. So I'll, I will mentor other coaches that are either aspiring to be a coach or they are coaching and they want to improve their level of coaching expertise. And so I will offer mentoring and I will share examples and pour into them. And that leads me to another thought uh, besides a teacher and a mentor is a coach. And rather than pouring in, so here's what a coach does. A coach uh, takes the angle of pulling out what's inside of you. So it's a more of an asking model. And the idea of coaching is not to deliver an answer, but coaching is about discovery. It's about a shift, identifying where, where you are so you can move from there to or towards something else. Coaching is about closing identified gaps and accountable action. So as you listen today to your discipleship coach, we're talking about spiritual parenting. We're going to break that down in the whole second half of the show. But what we're doing is I want you to hear some other leadership disciplines so we can compare spiritual parenting with them. So we've talked about teaching, mentoring, coaching. But here's, there are two I want to get into here, discipling and spiritual direction. So let's talk about these for a minute as we get ready to talk about spiritual parenting. Discipling is where we, we a discipler will support another believer as they grow in Christ. It's a telling model, sometimes an asking model. But the point of discipleship includes, not limited to, but it includes gathering truth, information from the Word of God. It's not gathering truth only. It's also practicing truth, practicing the faith. I can remember I didn't know how to disciple when I was in, in high school. And I tell the story because it's a great illustration of, of how we just shoot at, at whatever we can try to hit. But I led several people to the Lord one particular semester in high school. And one of my friends, Jeff, uh, was was following the Lord now, accepted Jesus, was coming to our church. We had become friends. And I knew I was supposed to disciple Jeff, but I never had a class. How do you disciple your friend who's in high school? How do you help them follow Christ? So I moved by all the cliches, and the only thing I need, knew to do was to hide God's word in your heart. So Jeff and I memorized the entire book of James from the Bible, and we just put it into our heart. What's interesting is it helped Jeff, but it also helped helped me, and I it became one of my favorite books, probably my favorite book of of the Bible, and that's why. And here's what a discipler does: it 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 surfaces that kind of intimacy and practice of the faith and information from God's word at the same time. And we hear what Paul says. Be an imitator of me the way I imitate Christ. And so discipleship is a giving of information, but it's also a modeling of a behavior. And discipleship can happen uh, throughout the entire Christian walk. And that brings us to this idea of spiritual direction. And I've heard this question, is it the same as discipleship? What's different? 
here's some things about spiritual direction that you might find interesting. Spiritual direction typically focuses on more of the latter or more mature side of the discipleship process. So it's not so much including the 101, the basics of the faith, or introducing you to Christ. It's actually taking a mature and maturing believer deeper. There's telling and asking in a spiritual direction relationship. But here's the kicker. Spiritual direction is not about information. In a, in a bullet point, spiritual direction is about being attuned to God. And so a spiritual director, director helps, helps a directee be attuned with God. Now, here's the truth. You rarely operate in one single of these uh, capacities. As an example, today we're going to explore spiritual parenting. And this is a true convergence, really, of, of all of these approaches. So a spiritual father, a spiritual parent, um, it's a different type of relationship. So I mentioned to you in the second half of the show, we're going to be for, uh, joined with a special guest, Papa G, Gary Grogan, Papa G. And he's going to break down spiritual parenting for us. And I want to tell you some things about Papa G. He may remember this, he may not, but I once was a uh, a youth in a youth convention where Papa G was the speaker. So yes, he's a friend, but but by virtue of that circumstance, he's spoken into my life for a long, long time. Papa G is engaged in local and foreign missions and evangelism. He trains people and mentors people to do the same. He leads the Under 40 Network, which are ministers under 40 in the Illinois District Assemblies of God. Even though Papa G is over 40, he's been asked to be a spiritual father to credential holders in the Assemblies of God here in Illinois under 40 and really speaks to that approach nationally. Papa G is a spiritual father to many, and I just want to uh, give you a chance to meet him. So, Papa G, you're joining me right here. We have about a minute or so. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Hey, Pastor Mike. It is a joy to be with you and to be a part of your listener audience and family. Um, wow. You are really uh, naming my age by saying that I was the speaker at a youth convention you were at. <laughs> hey, it's the way God designed us all, but it's such a thrill. Can you take a minute and just maybe give us a high-level introduction of, of, of who you are? Yeah, I was in youth ministry for a little over 15 years, locally, uh, statewide, regionally, and nationally. And for, for 29 and a half years, the pastor of one church uh, revitalized that church from about 35 people to 2,000 with multiple ministries and staff. And for the last almost five years, I travel full-time uh, spiritual fathering, coaching, mm -hmm. mentoring. Uh, we'll talk about the difference and all of that and doing a lot of leadership seminars and, of course, preaching. So... That's kind of who I am. I went to the same seminary that you attended. I'm a PhD student now in my old age in practical theology and just love the Lord and love people. And I want my uh, ceiling to be the next generation's floor. I've so heard you say that, and I love that. And just to say this before we go to break, 
you've been a spiritual father to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, like you said, a classmate in our master's program, a true spiritual father. So we're going to go to break here in just a second, and we're going to hear an interview with Papa G, the second half of the show. But as you listen now, you're listening to Your Discipleship Coach as we talk about spiritual parenting. Stay tuned as we interview Papa G on the second half of the show. You're listening now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you so much for staying tuned in to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And today's show, we're talking about spiritual fathering, spiritual parenting, and with the guest you just met, friend of mine, Gary Grogan, known as Papa G. And I'm so excited you're with us. And let's dig right in here, Papa G. Can you talk to our audience today a little bit on how you got acquainted with the spiritual fathering journey? What drew you in? Well, like you, Pastor Mike, I led my first soul to Christ in high school, and I discipled them. And for me, discipleship is a follower and a learner of Jesus, Mm -hmm. teaching people to follow and learn of Jesus. If we only follow Jesus, we become fanatics. If we only learn of Jesus, we have the potential of developing a pharisaical relationship. And so that one-on-one discipleship, uh, trying to be an example to my classmates and showing them how I prayed, how I witnessed, how I read the Bible, studied the Bible, never thought I would be in the ministry. To me, pastors were way up here. I was way down there. And uh, (laughs) when the Lord called me, I went to Bible school in Minneapolis And then I ended up being a full-time youth minister in central Illinois. And literally my first week, I said, Lord, how do you want me to do this? Mm. And you know, Pastor Mike, uh, sometimes when the Lord speaks to you, you don't always immediately understand what he's saying, but other times you do. And he said to me, I want you to be a father to them. And of course, my mind went to 1 Corinthians 4.15, where the Apostle Paul said, you have many teachers, pedagogos is the Greek word, uh, but you have few fathers. And he spoke to them as a father, which is why they were able to receive his correction. It's one thing to be corrected uh, by a mentor, by a teacher, by a professor. It's something else to be corrected in a godly, loving way by a spiritual parent, mother or father. I immediately knew the interpretation of that. While I was young, I could be uh, young people's favorite big brother. Mm -hmm. As I got older, I could be their favorite uncle. I was in a youth meeting one time with about 100 young pastors teaching them, talked for about 20, 25 minutes, opened it up to Q&A, and the very first question was, Papa G, how'd you get the nickname Papa G? I told him that story, and then I said, real easy, I got old. (laughs) (laughs) From brother to uncle to Papa G. (laughs) That's exactly it. So that's my journey. That's my primary calling. Charism of the Spirit is spiritual fathering, spiritual parenting. I love that, and it's rooted in Scripture and in calling, and I love the link you you brought 
out about following and learning and then we help others follow and learn. You know, I, that helps me just want to ask you this question. We're talking about spiritual fathering. So could you define spiritual fathering for us and how that impacts someone's life? Well, I believe that every mature believer in Christ who has had experiences with the Lord, you know, if all there was to being a Christian was knowledge, and I, I we should study the Bible. I still memorize the mm. Scripture. I'm going through the book of Revelation and my devotions right now. But we can experience mm. God. We can experience the love of the Father, the forgiveness of the Son, the comfort and power of the Holy Spirit. So everyone, uh, because of their position in Christ, can be a spiritual parent. But I do believe there are those gifted by the Holy Spirit to assist and care for and provide support for God's people. For me, I want to help emergent generations who have a calling to occupational ministry. As I said Mm -hmm. in the introduction, I want my ceiling to be their floor. As you know, I pastored the church. uh, I only pastored one church for 29 and a half years, and I turned it over to one of my spiritual sons, and he's doing so well, and his floor was my ceiling. What mm-hmm. he's doing is just amazing. So uh, I would add to what you said in the first part of the uh, program, mm-hmm. Pastor Mike, and that is that uh, spiritual fathering, spiritual motherhood, uh, spiritual parenting is a combination of coaching, mentoring, mentoring, coaching with a high relational element. Mm. Um, I don't go for the masses. I go for a few. I try to be spirit-led in that people who proceed, uh, pursue me. The truth is spiritual fathering is not something new. It's been around the church world for thousands mm. of years. It's kind of new to the evangelical world. I think maybe in the 70s with the shepherding movement, it scared some people off. Mm. And, you know, there are abuses of all the different gifts. You know, you've got the benevolent authoritarian model of spiritual parenting, uh, the vocational professional model, which is more the mentor and the coach. Mm -hmm. But to me, spiritual fathering is a relational model. You do life with people and help them to become fully devoted followers of Christ, become emotionally intelligent, and to do what God has called them to do, to fulfill their calling. So I could literally spend the whole broadcast trying to define spiritual parenting, but that's a little bit of a sketch there. Well, some thoughts that I pull out from what you just said that maybe distinguish spiritual parenting from other models is that it's a high relational model and I think your quip helps describe or make make us understand how how spiritual fathering is unique, that we want our ceiling, our current successes to be as bad as it gets for others. It's their floor. And I love your story about handing off the church and seeing that happen. It makes me curious, what would you what do you see, Papa G, as as the future of spiritual fathering in churches? Is this legitimate for every church? Like, what's the future? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I think it has to be done with deep biblical and theological conviction that Mm. this is a charism, a gift of the Spirit. So that makes it relevant for the church today, regardless of culture or age. 
So not only does it have to be embraced biblically and theologically, but there has to be deep intentionality. Uh, the older generation has to really desire to pour into the younger generation. And then I would just say briefly that it would take deep dependence on the Holy Spirit to make this really, really work, because it is time-consuming. I think we're more program-oriented in the Western Church than we are relational-oriented in the Western Church. There is some literature out there, but it's pretty limited in the evangelical community. Mm. The Eastern Orthodox Church still practices spiritual fathering, not just for their priests, but also for their laity. Um, so I do believe the implications are that it's relevant and absolutely needed if in this day and age, Pastor Mike, because 35% of just Americans are raised in fatherless homes. I would never minimize a single mother. Uh, We all have fatherlessness issues. That's about 20 million children in America. And, uh, you you know, they they have proved over and over and over and over again that, I don't know, it's 60-something percent of youth suicides. It, It traces back to fatherlessness somewhere around 90% of uh, homelessness among runaway youths, it's fatherlessness issues, behavior disorders, school dropouts, juvenile detention rates, substance abuse, uh, all type of aggressive personality disorders. I can't remember all the percentages, but survey after survey traces it back to the fatherlessness issue. And so we have an answer to some of this. And I think about how you spoke of the older generation investing in the younger. I had a guest on the show that talked about it's really not an age gap. It's a sensitivity gap. And that gap is in the older generation. And if we can be fathers and mothers, we could solve that. Hey, in about just real quick, I mean, 30 seconds. Can you tell us if we wanted to learn more, where do we look? Wow. <laughs> I'm willing I'm willing to give out my email address if people want to email me. I can send you a list of resources. Okay. There's no real website to no go website. to on this. Most of your fatherlessness issues have to do with governmental statistics. Okay. So GW Grogan, that's G R O G A N at Stone Creek Wired, that's W I R E D dot com. G W. Grogan, G-R-O-G-A-N. And I'll include this. I was going to say, I have you listed on our website as a guest, and people can click on this show and click on you, and I think you're giving me permission to list it there. Would that be all right? That would be wonderful. There's books I can recommend and articles, and I've written on it myself if people are interested. Well, our listeners can look forward to that, and thank you so much for being on the show. And let me just say to our listeners, if you're looking for coaching, or even spiritual fathering. We want to engage with you. I'll connect you with Papa G. If you're specifically looking for coaching, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and click our coaching readiness assessment questionnaire. We can evaluate your readiness for coaching. Hey, be sure to follow us on social media, share this show, and follow it with those that share it with others. But thank you today for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And thank you, Papa G, for being with us. And let me tell you all, I am for you. And God is for you. 
And if God is for you, who could be against you? You've been listening to Your Discipleship Coach today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.